Gracious God, may only your words be spoken and your words be heard. Amen. Monday, Thursday, this gospel scene is rich with so many powerful moments. The mysterious seeking out of the guest room for the Passover, Jesus at table with the twelve. As soon as they're seated, Jesus' poignant prediction of his being betrayed, distressing the disciples by telling them that his betrayer will not be some external enemy, but one of them, one of the twelve disciples, one of those closest to him, there with him at supper. Jesus presiding over the Passover meal, taking, blessing, breaking, and giving broken bread, with the bread as his body and the wine as his blood, himself as one broken and poured out for others. So many scenes. And Monday, Thursday, liturgy itself, this holy day, also rich with the powerful actions of the Eucharist and of the stripping of the altar and of transitioning to Good Friday. With all these rich images, all these rich scenes offered to us, what to focus on? Where to focus our attention this evening and tomorrow, Good Friday? I, for one, am drawn to the figure of Peter. Peter. You will remember earlier when Jesus asked his disciples who people were saying that he was, and others said all the popular but wrong theories of the day. It was Peter who said, you're the Christ, you're the son of the living God. And Jesus responds by saying, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah. This was not revealed to you by humans, but by my father in heaven. And I tell you, Peter, that you are Peter, the rock. And on you, on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And Peter, just moments later, when Jesus tells his disciples that he's going to undergo terrible suffering and death on a cross, Peter says, no, no, this will never happen. And Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. You do not have your mind on things of God, but on things of humans. So here's Peter in that wild pendulum swing, going from being called the rock of the church to one influenced by Satan. Peter, symbolic of the church symbolic of Christians. God could have chosen any way God wanted to work God's will in this world. God could have chosen legions of angels ascending and descending in perfect order, keeping God's will perfectly. Instead, God chose to reveal the divine will and work the divine will in the world through ordinary human beings like Peter, like you, 
like me. Tonight, Monday, Thursday, we remember that the night before Jesus was betrayed, he says, you will all become deserters. It is written, I'll strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I'm raised up, I will go before you to Galilee. Peter says, no, 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 no. Even if everyone deserts you, Jesus, I will not. <sighs> Peter, Jesus says, this day, this very night, before the cock crows twice, you will deny me three times. All the other disciples made the same promises. And as we'll hear tomorrow, Good Friday, not long after this scene, when Jesus is off on trial, Peter is standing there warming his hands by a charcoal fire. And when someone asks him if he is one of Jesus' followers, sure enough, he denies it, not once, not twice, but three times. If someone were to ask you, who was Judas? Who was Judas? The first thing to pop in your head would probably be, oh, he was the one who betrayed Jesus. But read the gospel stories themselves. You'll, read, you'll realize that each and every one, each and every one of the disciples betrayed Jesus. Here's the difference. Judas is the one who went down in history because he committed suicide. He took his own life before the resurrection, before Jesus could give him, like he gave the others, another chance. And maybe that's why I feel moved to focus on Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday on Peter. Into our broken, fallen, hapless, seemingly hopeless world. Into our world of prejudices and violences and suspicions and angers and doubts. Into our world of selfishness and greed. Into precisely that world. God said, and God says, and God gives another chance. Yes, 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 we need to recognize and sit with the discomfort of how we, like Peter, let God down. Yes, we need to recognize and sit with the discomfort of how our sin how our thoughts, our words, and our deeds, the things we have done and the things we have left undone, how they break creation, how they break God's creatures, and how they break God's heart. We do need to recognize and sit with that. But I have come to believe that it is spiritual malpractice to stay there even on Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday. As if Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday are the end of the story. They are not. The story that never ends continues late Saturday night and early Sunday morning with the sun's rising. 
The story that Peter was a part of and that we are a part of is God's relentless refusal to give up, to give up on God's creation, to give up on God's people, to give up on you, to give up on me. The story we are part of is the gospel story. And the gospel story is not about the goodness or faithfulness of people or the lack thereof. The gospel story is the story of the unconditional, the without condition, graceful, freely bestowed, bestowed without regard to merit or lack thereof, of the goodness and the faithfulness of God. God is the hero of the biblical story. The church is a little bit about who we are, but it's mostly about who God is. The church is not so much about what we do or do not do, but about what God has done, is doing, and will do. So tonight, tomorrow, who shall I focus on? Maybe it's not Peter, even as a representative of the church, of you and me. Rather, the central character of the Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, Holy Saturday, Easter story is not Jesus's flawed followers, but God in Christ who, sometimes through Peter and sometimes through you and me, and sometimes in spite of him and you and me, that God continues to spread God's message of reconciliation, never-ending second chances, and grace-filled love.